while your day is winding down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Hey, Marcus, listen, um, hopefully the callers in the morning will uh, will go along with us and tell Phil we had a guest in here um, who made the mess on my side of the microphone, <laughs> that it was a guest. I was going to blame Mitch, Mayor Mitchell, but I don't think I don't think the mayor would, the, the, uh, Phil would the, believe that. Too much fun with the birthday pastry I yes, got you. Yes, that's true. Your mom It was me. really good. Was yeah, fantastic. I didn't get it. <laughs> your mom. Yeah. Your mother did. I, but, yeah. but Pam th- looks out for us. She's great. She's great. She is great. 508-996-0500 is how you get in the program. We were talking a lot about the Biden visit. We were talking about... Uh, Congressman Auchincloss, his reaction to it, we were talking to him about that. We were talking about the debate that was going on between Jeff Deal and Maura Healy. But President Biden did say, and it's, first of all, it was surreal to see President Biden, a U.S. president giving, you know, you know, doing this nationally televised speech with the Bracket Bridge. Yeah, Fall in the River background. in the background. Yeah, right? Amazing. Fall River in the background. But it should have been Fairhaven in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but um, now that's also... A backdrop of where he said something peculiar, right? That he has cancer, right? He said it. <clears throat> so first of all, as as I I have said it, here over, repeatedly, I I generally give a people people a break who say things the wrong way or out of line mm-hmm. uh, or incorrect occasionally when they have an open mic in front of them because yeah. I do it all the time, right? Yep. I make mistakes or I say things that, that they get misconstrued. Um, I said them correctly. You just didn't hear it, right? Uh, things like that. But he did really say today, I have cancer. Now, as, if you go yeah. to WBSM.com, I have a piece up there about it. That's why I and everybody around me had right. cancer. Right. Yeah. Right. He's blaming the oil industry for it. Um he could have said I would, he could have died of, of, of frostbite, but instead, I mean, it's not it's not it's not crazy to say that, like the pro- proliferation of chemicals is causing cancer in people and nearby towns that are affected by industries being there. That's definitely happened. It's been documented. There's right. been you know, there's look at a civil action, for example, right? Yep. But starring uh, John Travolta, starting John Travolta about Massachusetts. I like right? him. In, yeah. Yeah, and, and who else is in the movie? Uh, William H Macy. Who else? Come on, one of our colleagues. One of our colleagues, Howie Carr. Oh, Howie Carr's Howie in, Carr's in right. the opening scene right. with John Travolta. Right. You're right. That's right. So, uh, so, so no, you're right. You, but you said it better than the president. I said it better than the president because um, I. You're not Joe Biden. Yeah, he I'm, said I'm better at I'm better at talking words. He said, <laughs> "Well, you were." He said, "He said, you know." It, he said he has cancer, yeah. and it was very to me. It jumped right out, right? And yeah. I thought, oh my god! I thought, did he? You know, now when you when you did when he you, let slip that he has cancer, right? But when when you when you go back and you put it through the Joe Biden filter, right? When you say, all right, I he I guess apparently had in the past he had some he, he had some type of skin cancer, right? Right mm-hmm. now, 
His son, Joe, his son, Bo Biden, died, died of, of cancer. cancer. Who was a who was a very you know, he was attorney general. He, he was a military well, guy. There's a decent chance Bo Biden would have been president right now. Possibly, yeah, I right? agree with you. I agree. He was the AG of he was AG of Delaware. He was a really good looking guy. He was like Biden was. 30, 40 years ago when he right. first ran for Senate, right. basically. And he has now he has that name recognition of his dad. He obviously would have sought higher office and won it, right, in, in Delaware. So it definitely could have it that definitely could have happened for him. And it, it obviously I think traumatized him in a in a in a particular way because he was, uh, you know, basically the heir apparent to Biden's political legacy. Joe Biden has had a lot of tragedies. Like mm-hmm. he's had a lot of tragedies. Like whether, well, you, whether you like him or not, a month, you have a to month say. after, or not even a month, maybe days after, or a month after he got a, he he got elected to the Senate for the first time, his his, his wife. Da- his wife and daughter Crazy. died in a car accident. Right. He got sworn into the Senate by his by the the bedside of either Bo or Hunter. So it's incredible. It's it's it's, it's very very tragic. But yeah, absolutely. So when you hear him say he had cancer, yeah, I thought, my God, right? Did the president just let it go? Well, it, it comes out in the midst of these reports too that they, that he's physically right declining, right, right. That which almost seems like a con- concession by his team, right? So that's what I was out. wondering, right? When it when it came out, right. I thought. Did they just let that fly because it's going to just now it's out there and right? But is it part of a, 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 a political gambit? Right, right. A lim, what do they call it? A limited hangout, right? Limited hangout. Right. Yes. Where, where they, where they start hangout. to let some information go yes. on, and, right? And um, because again, when I anymore. heard it, I thought, wow. Because I yeah. look, he's the president of the United States. I say it all the time. The guy, if the guy had cancer, I would be, I would be felt yeah. terrible for him, right? Um, and um, but anyway, so and, and the. Um, a limited hangout, by the way, is a, a tactic by intelligence agencies to uh, release a little bit of some certain information that people will focus on to right. distract from bigger things right. or to leak information and a slow drip to blunt the impact or to uh, to, to lessen the impact of it. And a trial balloon to see where it goes. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And a trial so, balloon to see where it goes. So you, you can put it up like a weather balloon, put it up a trial balloon and uh, see, see where, where the wind takes it. Right. Yeah. So... Um, the I Biden can, campaign, again, I thought, and you can read more about it at WBSM.com, I thought Joe Biden had a very strong performance. I thought he had a strong performance, too. Again, gaffing has always been a part of his 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 projection, even when he was vice president, even when you, you that's when he was on top of his game, really. Obama was one of the smoothest guys we ever had. He made, he made mistakes. Everyone made You didn't some, build that. Right. It's the biggest one, right? The, you right. Didn't, or the 52 states. You know, he did say 52 I mean, like, states. You know, like, things like yeah, that, right? He did say 52 so, states, right. So the, the, the reality of it is, though, there's a Joe Biden today, I thought, really knocked it out of the park. He really did. And uh, and I say that as someone who, I, actually, I wouldn't have relished if he didn't, but I did think that... Um, I think he would have. No, I mean, I'm just really not I cool just like that. just picture cackling. No, I don't, <laughs> I, never, I don't think I've ever cackled in my life. The, um, I think that... the. That uh, I'm just not really cruel. I don't wish people ill will. I just would would have thought that um, I would I would have thought it unfortunate, really, that, yeah. quite frankly. But the president, um, if he if he can always be deployed like this, the Democrats really are making a mistake by not using him more. They really are. States like Ohio, I know they ran from when he went to Ohio the other day. They didn't show up for him. I mean, I just think that Joe Biden talking about a core issue, which. You know, it's for your base, for his base, climate change, right? Yeah. He did a great thing today. He talked I, a lot. But I'll tell you why, Marcus, too. He does. He did not really do the, we only have five years left to go. We're all going to die. We're doomed, right? No, instead yeah. he painted a, 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 a really bright future. Yeah. 
I mean, I thought it was a very optimistic speech, whether you believe it or not, which right. is the point, right? I thought it was a very optimistic speech. I think it would play well anywhere in the country. Yeah, I agree. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. So, so, but we're thinking the president doesn't have cancer currently. Currently. That he meant to say that he had cancer in the past. Right. He meant to blame it on the oil on his mother's windshield. Right. And that he just said it incorrectly. So, so so that's basically where we're at. I don't, you know, the other theory is, which I think is more interesting, but Occam's razor, right, is that he is this, the leak about his physical declining and then him saying, yes, you know, he has cancer today and letting it slip, like you said, like a limited hangout, basically a trial balloon is in some ways a negotiated surrender right. <laughs> to Pritzker or Gavin Newsom or somebody right. like that. I actually, you know, what's interesting. We'll talk about. He mentioned J.B. Pritzker. I thought you mentioned J.B. Thought you when he said it, Marcus. He mentioned J.B. Pritzker's uh, uh, specifically, and, and it's funny because they were taught. J.B. Pritzker had basically openly mused about running in 2024. Correct, and has the personal wealth the wealth he has the personal wealth to be able to do it he's one of the guys that Not is, the media has examined where he got that wealth from but no he, he has it well they won't no no they won't do it no they you won't. think they'll you think they'll do that no, no way no. they will not no maybe i'll do it or someone like that will do it but but eventually but but is is like is cnn gonna do it no MSNBC well they didn't do it, it? his sister was worked for obama right right so that's yeah. commerce secretary that's yeah and it. fox news might do it but that's right. you know it's Really preaching in the choir, right? You're, right? you're already talking to people that exactly are convinced that you know aren't convinced are already convinced of what you're saying. So yeah, so I thought that was interesting that he mentioned J.B. Pritzker, and I wonder maybe that that plays into my negotiated surrender theory a little bit, right? Maybe that plays into right. it a little bit. So maybe I thought, I'm convincing myself even more <laughs> I as I talk. Isn't it funny? <laughs> uh, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. We're taking your uh, chats on the WBSM app chat. And um, so, yeah, the president doesn't have cancer. The president does not have cancer. I didn't think that was a thing I had to say. Right. <laughs> but not- the, um, the, you know, and again, you can, you can joke about it because he apparently doesn't have it. Um, but it would be terrible if he did. It really would be. Because I was thinking to myself, can you imagine he's having to try to go into a re-election after losing the House and Senate? Particularly the Senate, but potentially the Senate, but after having lost the House to the Republicans. You think, so here's my thing with it. Right. I think he's going to lose the House, right? Yes. I think the Democrats are going to lose the House. I think that's as close to a foregone conclusion as you can, as you can. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. The Senate, I still feel like there's a puncher's chance. I, my, my, my hope on that is, is sort of a wanting uh, as the days go on because you just, right. These new things, he had such high hope. Or again, when he says uh, to people protesting Dobbs that you get nothing, right. you know, not even the fees for the gaming license, right? <laughs> so, uh, Godfather Two, yeah, Godfather Two, Michael Corleone. So, so when he says all, when all of that happens, I think, well, there's you're just giving people less and less reason to vote with you because right. you're saying go vote, 
But, you know, also, you're not going to get anything. You might just get less awfulness, right? right? That's their whole thing is that we're never going to be as awful as those guys. But if you don't do anything, it doesn't matter. So I think that there's Pennsylvania. I think John Fetterman's really strong, and I think he's going to flip that seat. I think he's going to flip that seat. I, I will tell you, Marcus, that, that um, one of the really demoralizing things, I think you can see Mitch McConnell doing it, Mitch McConnell and Rand Paul are now in a public fight over a judge that Biden was going to appoint in Kentucky, <laughs> who's a pro-life Republican. Okay. okay, that Mitch he made a deal with Mitch McConnell. He didn't consult Rand Paul, and although Rand Paul was in favor of the judge, Rand Paul was angry about not being consulted on it. Mm-hmm. So it's now spilled out. Politico was doing stories about it, but it doesn't matter. Joe Biden is promoting pro-life judges. Right. Putting pro-life judges into lifelong appointments on the yeah, federal bench. Uh, right. That was pretty... It was, it was. So I thought to myself, that's McConnell and, and, and Paul yeah. again making a public fight between themselves to embarrass Biden. Right. So the, the, the Democrat base will see, <laughs> yeah. you're going to get life, lifetime appointments of pro-life, pro-life judges in Kentucky. Yeah. Right in Kentucky, right where it would where it would really matter the most. Right, and it's really yeah, that's re- so you're getting. I there's been so much BS that's come out since the Dobbs decision that you even forget about stuff like that, right? right. So again, I think Fetterman's got a real shot in Pennsylvania. I think <laughs> Warnock's got a good shot to hold on to his seat in Georgia. Partly because um, Trump keeps telling the the votes don't get counted in Georgia. Yeah, and he, I mean Trump, <laughs> and he was. I mean, and, and not only that, they they seem to they seem to not Trump. You Trump used to Trump help to help lose Georgia. Yeah, by telling people that vote in the special elections, your vote didn't count. Yep, that's right. Right. Yeah. I mean, what else can you do to, in the Senate elections? What else can you do to depress the base and tell them their vote doesn't count? Yeah, and, and he was like, he was blaming Brian Kemp, and Brian Kemp is a well-known racist cheater. I mean, he's the biggest. Baddest racist cheater on the planet. He cheated his way to the governor's mansion. Out you think the, he wasn't out, cheating? Out of, the, out of the interest of um, keeping our FCC license, you mean alleged? He is the biggest, baddest, alleged racist cheater. Because you believe Stacey Adams is the oh, what's Stacey name? Abrams? Stacey Abrams is the governor, Georgia, rightfully, right? I think that if <laughs> Stacey Adams. So I think that uh, he. I think there's a reason why. Did she make a shoe? Stacey Adams. Yeah, definitely a fall from grace. I'm not going to lie, uh, but I think that she, I think that she would have won that governor. I think she would have won that governor's race if Kemp didn't. No, she do did it. win. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is if Kemp didn't. No, I'm. The votes didn't get casted. The votes didn't get casted because he was pulling voting machines in black districts across Georgia. Some of them didn't work. Some of them weren't there. He was purging people from the voter rolls. I mean. Just like I said, the votes couldn't get counted for Stacey Abrams, but they did a better job. But she won. It, but they did a better job. No, she didn't win because the the votes that she needed didn't get counted. Well, you got to tell her she, them from you gotta, happening. You got to tell her she didn't win. What? You got to tell her she didn't win. Yeah, she's got to concede the election before she keeps eroding our democracy. Every time Stacey Abrams declares that she won the governor's race of Georgia, a little bit of our democracy dies. She's attacking our democracy. She's attacking our democracy. Yeah, well, I think sometimes, you know, you say things about our democratic institutions, right? And you don't want them to, you don't want to believe they're true. But when you look at, you know, the evidence, you see the sitting Secretary of State got to 
got to reign rule over his own election to governor, shut down voting machines in black districts, take them away from black districts, purge black voters from the voter rolls, and then... I think the next. Well, they were Democrats. They weren't just. They weren't. You didn't do it because they were black. You did it because they were Democrats. Distinction without a difference. I think in this situation, five zero eight nine nine six oh five hundred is how you can get on the Why, program. Why do you think all black people who vote Democrat? No, I think most of them do. I think that's pretty clear in the numbers that like ninety to ninety five percent of them vote do vote Democrat in the um, in general elections. Five zero eight nine nine six oh five hundred. So that's why you purge Democrats, though. But but in other words, <clears throat> I think the. Um, oh, go ahead. We got to take a break. No, go ahead. No, just go ahead. Okay. New Bedford's News Talk Station. Tonight, uh, we get a message from Kinger uh, in Fairhaven. Said, uh, just clarified, Biden did have skin cancer. Uh, I think it was, like, fairly benign. Right. But he was able to get that removed uh, and no longer has it. Right. Um, again, unless this is unless, a unless, new diagnosis. Exactly. Unless, he's, unless he is. Unless. Unless knows something. Unless this is... <laughs> A limited hangout right. slash negotiated surrender right. to J.B. Pritzker. It's possible. It's, <laughs> he mentions J.B. Pritzker. I was just talking about him. You guys remember that. You guys remember that um, when he's the president. The reality of it is, is that, um, you know, Biden, I thought it was a great candidate today. In other words, if this Joe Biden shows up, There'll be no problem with him. This is the same thing when he when he had his DNC speech. It was fantastic. Right. It was on point. He didn't skip a beat. And after that speech, I said he's going to win this. I said it on uh, Facebook. I remember. I said Joe Biden's going to win this election. He's going to win it easily. And I got all oh, ha 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 ha. And but I was I was that was that was correct because the way he presented himself was a way that I think a lot of people felt was comforting. And that's kind of been his whole thing is that he has like a regular appeal. At, at his height, he was a fantastic, we talked about this, he was a fantastic retail politician. Right. He talked, to, you know, he there was that picture of him with the biker lady. Do you remember that picture? When he was vice president, he was like hugging, the sitting with the biker lady, hugging yes. her. Yeah, yeah. There was that, there was that, you know, the ice cream stuff. And Look, I thought today he did a great job. I was saying, he did right? a great so, job. But the... Um, the, the Rhode Island Rhode Island senator I live in his house right Sheldon right. White right 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 I mean that's you know, that's funny that's stuff funny, right yeah. Yeah. so you have although although I'm surprised Sheldon Whitehouse was allowed to go there given the fact that he's the uh, belongs to a racist beach club do you realize his beach club in Rhode Island does not allow black people in and he still hasn't resigned from there uh, well, it was my understanding that he still hasn't resigned my understanding is that that was something. That was like before. Before when? The civil rights movement? <laughs> no, it was before and it's now. Okay. Yeah, well, obviously it was before. Yeah. But now it's it's still now. <laughs> it's still now. <laughs> right? No, they didn't just make the rule last my week. That's what, that was my understanding. It was that like it was... that before he joined, and he's, yet he joined. Interesting. Right? And the, and then, then during his membership. Maybe he thought it was an all White House club. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, right? I'm all White House. I'm a White House. But seriously. I should go. I'm watching, I'm watching, you know, John carrying him, yucking it up. I'm thinking, that guy, that guy's a segregationist. Not, not, not that he had Alleged some, segregationist. Let's, it's not alleged. It's, it's true. 
He's a member of the club. His wife's on the board, and they and they don't allow black members. So, I'm not. I'm not even sure you can show up with a yarmulke. To be honest with you, I think, um, which is you know kind of ironic given the, given the uh, the makeup of the entire uh, congressional delegation that was there today, right? I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that Sheldon Whitehouse, for some reason, has never resigned from I the do have segregated a- club. You have a computer right there. Yeah, I do have a. I do have. I have a computer. <laughs> All Gen Xers have. We, no, we Gen, have Gen. What are you? What are you? Gen Z. I'm a millennial. Oh, millennial. All millennials have a computer with them. Millennial. <laughs> actually, you're one of the few millennials I've worked with who yeah. actually has a memory that can recall facts. Is that so? Well, a lot of millennials have have grown up with. It's not necessary to re- remember it because they can they can Google it. Well, so here's my thing with that. I grew up. I grew up. I think technologically, the people around my age that were born late, I was born in 89. So people that were born in like late 80s, 87, 86 to 89, 90, right? Right. I think that generation of millennials. The babies conceived at my prom, you mean? The babies conceived at your prom. (laughs) Right. The babies conceived at your prom. um, I think that generation hit hit a sweet spot technologically where we grew up just as the internet was was Thank uh, God Al, Al Gore's internet. <laughs> Thank God they haven't learned yeah. to file court paperwork for, so, for back child support. But anyway, go ahead. So, <laughs> so just as <laughs> I'll wait for the email. Just as um just as the internet was becoming a thing, I remember seeing the AOL dial thing when I uh, dial up thing when I was a little but yeah. That, you know that yeah 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 exactly we should play it on the radio uh so you've got mail so i didn't get a cell phone until i was 15 16 i got a cell phone actually when i was 15 but i didn't even know what the number was to it because i never used it i still don't remember my first cell phone number okay i finally got one like i think summer of sophomore freshman year and it was a nextel and it was one of those that had the direct connect things right so i didn't even have text messages until i was in college okay me personally that was I was a little different, but what I'm saying that's that's all. It's a long way of saying smartphones didn't become a thing until we were in our early twenties. Okay, you so were I, in your, yeah, yeah, we were. In, I was in my early twenties, right. right? So you know, we had to learn cursive, right? We had to learn to write cursive, where right. younger generations don't have to do that. Thank you, we mother. Had to, yeah, we had to do a lot of things like we had to, you know, like you said, read stuff and right. remember it. Right. So I think you know, even though. We grew up in the, you know, we came of age as the technology did. I think that benefited us in a lot of ways that we didn't, we weren't born in, let's say, 2000, right, where you're now 22 years old right. and you've grown up basically in the era of smartphones and all of that. Right. When I was up at, up at the Boston Herald Radio, uh, there, were, there were a couple of millennials that, there were, there, were, there were interesting guys who would be on the morning with us. And the thing is, is that you'd start to, it was me and a couple other old guys, right? And we'd be talking about whatever, and they wouldn't know yeah. what it was, but they would Google it, right? You'd, yeah. You'd be, they'd be sitting there, I, want, I would want to say to them, listen, you can't just come up, you can't, you, you yeah. can't just Google it and pretend like you knew it. Right. But the, um, but I noticed from working with them that, that they didn't have a, as much of a base of knowledge, and it's because they didn't have to have it, right? Right. And, um. You you don't you're not cursed like that. You you do have a base of knowledge. Yeah, I think like you can said, work off your memory without the Google Google machine. Yeah, exactly. I had a flip phone when I I was just thinking about my like how when I was 21 I still had like a flip phone and that was pretty regular. I remember actually one of my friends who is an elected official locally. Right. He had an iPhone. I remember looking at it. I go, really? "You had an iPhone?" I said, "Of course you have an iPhone because it's just the you know that's just the way it was." Right. But 
now, but that was like 2008, 2009. I was like shocked by like an iPhone. I never That's thought I'd be able to have out, one. Right. Yeah, exactly. It was so. So again, I think we missed that. Um, you and, missed that. I I missed that. To I think, again, around people my age, I think missed that. To I benefit. think to our. I do think to our benefit. I think growing up in the time I grew up, I'm really grateful for because again, I think it was a sweet spot in terms of the technological advancements. I think I got to experience a world that was slightly better or a lot better than the world that we live in today. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's well, my story. You got to, you got to grow up socializing before social media. Yeah, exactly. I got to right. grow up socializing before social media. So right. I got to, you know, I got to go to the carousel every week and just meet people and talk to them. I had to call their house phone right. to see if they were home. Right. Sometimes their parents would answer. You get scared if their parents answered, right. Right. right? right. So I didn't have to have a projection of myself right. that was not really me, which right. a lot of people I think are, are taught to do is to project yourself in a way that isn't really isn't really you, isn't really genuine right. because that's what social media is. It's a big facade. It's, um, it's, I think social media has its purposes. I think it's, I think, I think it has its uses, but yeah, of I, course. I'm really glad that I developed before it developed. Right? Yeah. That's where um, I'm at. The, basically. um, the fact of the matter is that, you know, kids make mistakes, kids are cruel mm-hmm. and social media is unforgiving. Right. Oh, totally. I it mean, really is. my there's the it, it really it's unforgiving. You see a lot of things that people. I remember there's former elected officials that are on Beacon Hill now that said some insensitive things, right? right about uh, indigenous also, people. Times change. Yeah. Right? right. But what you wrote down doesn't. Yeah. Exactly. It's very funny. So, I can remember back to oh god the '90s. I was up at UMass Amherst and we had student newspapers, like a lot of student newspapers, real yeah. ones. And a friend of mine was going to write something. It doesn't even matter what he was going to write it on. But had he written it on what he was going to write it on, we were in the Young Republicans Club. And, and they, they, had a very, like a cool club. They, they had a very boisterous club. Yeah, we had, we had Democrats actually were part of it. It, wow. it was, it was um, there, there were a lot of guys who were Buchanan against uh, Bush rather than, you know, Bush. It was, it was a really interesting That's time. That's cool. But anyway, the, uh, I think back on it now because I remember him re- giving me the, the article that he was going to submit to the paper. And it was bombastic by those standards, never mind today. Right. And today he is in public relations. Okay? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He's in medical public relations. And I thought to myself, oh, my God, if so-and-so had published that article back in 1992, mm-hmm. yeah, he wouldn't be able to be employed right now. Right. Even though what he was saying was mostly humorous, and, but the times have changed so much. And I do feel <clears throat> that, this, that while standards change, People shouldn't be held to the new standard based on what the obviously certain yeah. things, right? But but like anyway, just just amazing. Particularly, you, you have stuff now. Kids wrote it in high school, college, stuff like that, mm-hmm. and now it's showing up on it. Your brain doesn't develop. Right. Your brain doesn't develop until you're 25, right? Right. right. So you, that's scientific. Your brain doesn't fully develop until you're 25 years old. So a lot of those things, I yeah, I, I agree. You can't really hold a hold against you. I am looking at the a article. In the New York Post about White House face, facing scrutiny over his decades-long membership in an, in an allegedly all-white private beach club, he bills himself as a progressive and prominent critic of systemic racism. Who's that? This is Sheldon Whitehouse. Okay. The controversy began when Whitehouse was 
confronted by so you're gonna read on it. you're gonna read and, on the radio. well i gotta read it right so what we're talking about is why you, why you scan it sheldon whitehouse is a um member i actually of, do hate when people read stuff like that on the radio yeah i know that's i hate I was, it it's, i know it that's sucks. i know you do that's why and now i'm doing that's it why i was trying to help you <laughs> i don't know rules for rules for thee and not for me <laughs> right so you can read when it. i do plus it plus it's i know good. That, it's better when i say things plus i know you can read yourself the um well, I feel the audience and I know what you're trying to do. So he's attempting to refute that Sheldon Whitehouse is part of a racist club. He's going to find out at the end of that article that, that Sheldon Whitehouse is very much part of an all-white club and has done nothing to refute You know, it. I don't know if I trust this Rupert Murdoch-owned media publication. Well, he of all, among all people would know what an all-white club is. That's a good point. <laughs> right? That's a good point. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on. I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. This is South Coast Night with Chris and Marcus. 1420 W. I wanted to bring up, actually, that I forgot about. I've I heard from certain people, people that are reliable, that this, that this speech by Biden was actually an attack on Joe Manchin because he said this is a former coal-burning plant, right? right? And Joe Manchin... Uh, is from West Virginia and kind of a coal baron. I thought, right? Yeah, I thought personally, right? Yeah, he's a coal baron. His, yeah, his daughter is the insulin baron. His daughter is the insulin baron. Right. Yeah, comprehensively, just awful human being, just rotten to the core. But they said that this was an attack on Joe Manchin because they said, "Look, last at this week I would have cared about it, but now I don't." Yeah, right. This look at this coal burning like defeated diabetes, coal burning plant. <laughs> Look at this coal burning plant. Now go that, buy go go mansion go. Yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do I care? <laughs> uh, I had diabetes. Now, now I, I own stock and insulin. Right. right, right yeah. Yeah. Right. right go so, ahead, go ahead, <laughs> so apparently, because Joe Manchin's from West Virginia, he is personally a coal baron. That uh, he, this was an attack on him to say, look, this is clean energy that was once a coal burning plant and. One of the, I think it was called like the Dirty Five or something like that. One of the five most environmentally harmful uh, plants in the Commonwealth okay. uh, before it was shut down. So apparently this was an attack today in Somerset. This was an attack on Joe Manchin. Did did, did Manchin know that? Good question. You know what I mean? I mean, Manchin, he, he, he obviously can pick up clues and things like that. But <clears throat> that seems like a pretty subtle thing to come to Massachusetts. To attack another, to attack a West Virginia senator, right? So Rupert, this is from Kinger and Fairhaven. Rupert Murdoch's kids who run Fox News, who run Fox now, are big lefties. The guy's racist, just like Biden. I don't. Well, he's married to an Asian woman, isn't he? Rupert Murdoch. He was. Yeah, I don't know. I believe he was at yeah. one point. The, well, uh, I mean, he hired the he hired the architect of Nixon's Southern strategy too to run his to run his TV network. So, I mean, I hired an Asian guy, but also I hired the racist guy to run my news network. But, um, but well, Joe Biden regularly references all the worst segregationists that he remembers working with. Hmm? He loves Joe Biden. Loves all the guys like Eastland. Oh yeah, yeah, he yeah. Loves totally. Them. Biden said some pretty racist look, stuff in, look, his, in today history. Today he was with one of the most racist, demonstrably racist members of the U.S. Senate. I, again, I think those... Sheldon those, Whitehouse has a racist club. He doesn't allow black those, people those, to join his club. I think that's those accusations are alleged. They've denied them. But, um, but yeah, no, there's no doubt that Biden has... Well, sent, why don't we send someone down to try to join that club? Okay. Uh, 
Like, you, have, you have dark, curly hair. I don't know if they let you in. <laughs> really, quite frankly. Right. So uh, 508-996-0500 is how you can get uh, on the program. So what we were saying is... Uh, yeah, it was Attack on Mansion. It was Attack on Mansion, yeah. right? And I don't know. It seems like a lot of effort just to go attack Joe Manchin, to fly up here to Somerset, right. get on a 50-car convoy and all that, to show this, just to say... That you care about global warming. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> to burn all that fossil fuel well, I just the, to say you care about global a, warming. I think, that's, I, think that's just a, I think that's just a talking point because we know that well, like 70, 70... Yeah, 70%. It's an easy political thing to say, but it's like 70% of carbon emissions uh, of carbon emissions come from like Fortune 500 companies. So an individual footprint, uh, carbon footprint, isn't really all that impactful. Impactful globally. Hey, where's that registry employee you were going to bring in to, to explain the process? <laughs> so that's listen. not what I said. So maybe <laughs> it, it sounds better the way. It's I said not it. what I, it's so, not what I said. So what I'm but what I'm saying is that to to really launch a strong attack on on Mansion, you would have to do it in West Virginia, right? It would have an impact on him. I mean, the fact that you come up here and surrounded by by the people who are already attacking Mansion White House in particular, mm-hmm. um, is is kind of um, I don't know missing missing the target, right? Missing the target. I think so, but I think Joe Biden again, as I said, maybe 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 that was maybe I was like that's just what I heard. Maybe but if he goes mind. around the country giving the speech he just gave and explaining to people in in congressional districts how their life is going to be better under renewable energy and, and a brighter future and all this stuff, then they will have an impact. It re- that speech Obama, that he gave today. Yeah, I think Obama did that, right? And Well, for one reason or another, um, I thought the speech that, Ob- that, that, that Biden, maybe because it was short, right? Obama had a chance, uh, did, was not as punchy as I gotta tell Biden you, was in and out. I got to tell you, very, I appreciate support. I, I, for whatever reason, he gives short speeches. I really like those more than long ones. No, I agree. From that, anybody, not no, just no, Biden, from anybody. No, that's why I think it was an effective measure, um, message tonight. Yeah. That Joe Biden, he showed up, he rolled into town, he told people what was bad about the past, what's going to be great about the future, and how it impacts them directly. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a political message. Yeah. No, it is. And I think I think it was pretty clear. Um, again, I, it's, it's just, you're never going to get anything through like that that message to Joe Manchin you're never going to get any through anything through this this senate so the executive orders are really all you can do the executive orders now i think are basically i mean did didn't the supreme court too this is all just the supreme court too just basically nullify or begin to nullify the regulatory state in general they have they have started to roll back the regulatory state although there there, there are some supreme court decisions where they say that actually going to be in um in favor of what biden's looking to do um you know look the president has tremendous amount of powers and some of them you can do it even if it is unconstitutional i know that you know you do it and wait you know say you're sorry later right i'll make them take it well, to what's court. the uh, thing make Ch- them take it what's to the court. thing cheney believed in the uh, unitary executive theory basically if the if the executive office the president in particular does something it is inherently not illegal right richard nixon said that right in that um that famous interview with that guy frost he said when the president does, does something it's not, illegal. it's not illegal right 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 so 
Uh, yeah, so there is a tre- tremendous amount of power. Like, what Bi- if Biden declares a national climate emergency? That was something people talked about when Trump declared a- an emergency at the border and tried Correct. to divert fun- funds directly to the border. Right. Right. He said, um, you know, uh, abracadabra, presidential emergency, and now there were mo- there was money going to build that stupid wall. So Biden, because uh, walls don't work. Right. So you, don't you have a wall around your pool? Yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same. Yeah, it's totally the same thing. Yeah. If I had a wall around my pool, but I let everybody in before, uh, if I had a wall around my pool, but I let everybody in, right, and then they overstayed their welcome, the wall d- didn't work, right? Right. Okay. So, like half the country come in, <laughs> come in legally. You're gonna get that registry guy down here. Yeah. Explain. Right. Well. The- <laughs> 508. That's not what I said. I didn't say the register. I just want to hear you deny it. 508. What did, what did, uh, what did Lyndon Johnson say? Call I him want to hear him deny call it. Him a, I just want to yeah. hear him deny it. So Lyndon Johnson once said, call them a, uh, in a, in a less artful term, a person who has coital experiences with pigs. Right. Call them that. And make them deny it. I just right? want to hear them deny it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just want to hear them deny it. 508-996-0500. That series by Robert Caro, which I, the last book is finally going to come out. I hope I hope he lives long enough to write it. It's absolutely fantastic on, on Lyndon Johnson. I mean, yeah. the whole series of books is, is worth the, the time. Master of the Senate, right? Master of the Senate is fantastic. Yeah. He had a lot of interesting tactics. In fact, if you you if you could pick up Master of the Senate t- today and start reading it, you'd have a better understanding with what's going on with Biden's administration. Really, yeah. it, it explains the rules, the arcane rules of the Senate. They were arcane then, never mind now. And the well, fact also, the way they can bottle up legislation. Well, Lyndon Johnson was also. So that was a lot of those were a lot of comparisons that were being drawn when the Senate started um, stonewalling a lot of Biden's. I mean, things were a little different back then. Lyndon Johnson had stronger majorities and all right, of that, right, and, right. and he had a you know political tragedy that he frankly benefited from. But uh, they were talking about how Biden, like Lyndon Johnson, had been in the Senate for a long time and had had his fingerprints on all of the major legislation and policy that had gone through Congress his entire time there. Most of it not not so great, but regardless, the guy right. has shown a proclivity to be able to work across party lines Big within time. different factions of his party, and he wasn't able to apply that to his presidency. He was even, you know, he's even said to have done that during the Obama administration, you know, during the fiscal cliff negotiations when he was vice president and all of that. But he wasn't able to do that. He isn't able to do that now. It's a, um, and of course, with every with every two years, the composition of the Senate changes. I mean, right. you look at Lyndon Johnson, some of the best guys he had were Northeast, Northeast Republicans, Styles Bridges, guys like that, yeah. right, from New Hampshire, who really worked with him. And because yeah. they, cause they, cause they liked a lot of the defense money stuff that he was doing, a lot of the foreign policy stuff he was doing, and they didn't care about the civil rights stuff because it was okay in the Northeast. I like, um, I like Republican names better. Styles Bridges. Styles Bridges. Uh, Henry Cabot Lodge. In fact, wasn't that your rap one. name? Styles Bridges. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, there was some other Republicans you were mentioning earlier. The um, what was the uh, Hastings Keith? Right. Yeah. Hastings yeah. Those, Keith. Yeah. Those are those are cooler names than a lot of the Democrats. Erkstein Erkstein Bowles is a cool Democrat name. I think Hastings Keith was the congressman from New Bedford. Yes. Um, and um, 
not to be confused with the Hastings School. It was not named right. after him. But um, Hastings Keith was was around during the uh, the race riots of the 1970s, and he had a very colorful speech that I could not say on the radio today. But it worked. It worked. between the uh, Why the police and the black activists ought to stop calling each other names, but he used the names right in the city council chamber. Oh, he did? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh. And then everyone laughed. You're talking about July uh, 1970, the uh, the the... the uh, Lester Lima, exactly. all of that. Okay. Exactly. And, yeah. and it, it, it um, everyone laughed and it broke the tension, right? No kidding. And, and it really was, you know, t- today with, with social media and the cameras, there would be cut, spliced. And it oh, yeah. Right? It would have worked. It would, it would, there'd be more fires. Right. Yeah, exactly. But back then it worked. Back then it worked. 508 996 0500. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. 1420 WBS with Chris and Marcus. So uh, both Marcus and I have uh, pieces up on um, the visit today by um, by Joe Biden at WBSM.com. Uh, check them out. Uh, try to spread them on social media as well if you can. Of course, we'll have um, no show tomorrow night. Remember, no show here, but there will be the 50s night, right? 50s night tomorrow yeah. here on WBSM. They've been playing 50s music. Tim has... Um, tirelessly curated an awesome fifties playlist for you guys. He does, yes. He really, so. he really, he really worked hard on it. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. So you should listen. Um, and it'll be a good experience for you guys when you go to fifties night and you get to hear all the songs that Tim's putting together. Right. He's really done a good job curating the playlist. I know he's played previews for you guys the last couple of weeks um, about you know the just uh, you know the songs that are that are playing. It's really going to be a great event. Plus, some of the WBSM guys, not me, but some of the WBSM guys will be there on Purchase Street in a, a tent. You can go say hi, say hey, what's up, or whatever. And that's it. You can say whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. It's not the radio. Yeah. You can yell anything you like. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be around, so uh, you might be disappointed about that. But that's that's fine. He's doing it. He's doing a gig with with Shanana, right? Aren't you, yeah. Aren't, aren't you doing? Aren't you uh, doing a gig with Shanana? I'm going. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing a gig with Shanana. Yeah. That's you. That's you. Can't be at fifties night. Hmm? You're gonna be be down out playing with Shanana. Well, I'm going actually. Uh, there's an orientation for the um, the gulag instructors, actually. <laughs> over, uh, yeah. So um, taught by the Massachusetts Registry. Yeah, yeah. Taught by the Massachusetts Red. <laughs> taught by the Massachusetts Registry. So I'll be there. Um, we'll be we'll be we'll be learning about solidarity and all that other fun stuff, and uh, we'll be back on Friday, right, Chris? What's what's going on on Friday? Well, it'll be uh, the end of the week. Um, we're going to have a great show. Mm-hmm. We're taking your calls at 508-996-0500. We are going to have a great week. Friday was actually a really happening show. We got a ton of calls that were coming in. We had a really uh, fun discussion on a lot of topics, and we're definitely looking forward to that. Today was a great show. We reacted to the debate on Howie, the Howie Carr show here on WBSM between Doty and Jeff Deal. We talked to Congressman Auchincloss to get basically a real-time reaction right. to President Biden's visit to his district, right? right, and him flying on Air Force now, if One. Someone, if someone missed that, Marcus, right? What? They, but they want to hear that that interview with Jake Hawkins. What do they do? The WBSM South Coast Tonight podcast it will be available. 
hopefully later tonight, if not tomorrow morning. Right. And you can check it out. You can listen to it. There'll be podcast descriptions there. There's also a lot of good interviews. The interview with Will Senat of the New Bedford Light about the fishing industry is very, very good and revealing. Right. The interview with, uh, with Mayor Mitchell where he talks about the offshore wind industry was very good. The interview with Tim White about the biker gangs, uh, the biker gang conflict erupting in, the Pro- in Providence and the South Coast, also very good. Right. We've, you know, we've really hit the ground running with guests, if I do say so myself. Right.